Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and you'd like to join in on our discussion today, please dial 702-650-5588. Again, that number would be 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the law, excuse me, Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, the toll-free number to join in on our discussion today, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, is 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, and that web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, I encourage you to visit our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Just look for our weekly uh, radio archive. Select the date that you'd like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. There are several years of broadcast there. As the Spirit leads you, encourage you to tell someone else about it. If you have a Apple device, we are also being archived on iTunes. And again, the gospel is still free on our watch. Most of us have a cell phone. I encourage you to lock this number in on your cell phone. KKVV has provided an opportunity for us to listen on our cell phones. And KKV's call numbers are 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. You can listen to Save the Lost at all costs right now, or you can listen to KKV anytime you want to. That's KKVV. Alrighty, and that number would be 605-313-0630. Again, that number for your cell phone, uh, to dial it, and it only works in the United States, is 605-313-0630. Alright, so we got all that done. We'd like to ask you for prayer for Pastor Terry. Uh, he's not feeling well, and please keep Pastor Terry in your prayers, and we pray that he will be back on the radio with us soon. Love you, Pastor Terry. Hope you're feeling better, and you know always you are part of my family, so you are always kept in prayer with us. All right, and hello to your family and Lady Desiree, too. Sister Rachel, fam, we love you, we miss you, and we hope you'll come back soon. All right. So, what we're going to talk about today 
is coming out of the book of Amos. And the name of our topic for today is the funeral song. Again, we are talking today about the funeral song. Now, Amos uh, was uh, one of the minor prophets, and he uh, was a shepherd, and he had to pronounce judgment over the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. So if you can imagine, here he is called by God to pronounce judgment. And now he uh, was from the southern kingdom, uh, which was known as Judah. And the northern kingdom had conquered a lot of people. It was a time where, you know, they were enjoying prosperity. Oh, but it was not going to be for long. They had some serious, serious problems. So he had to lambmate. You know, lambmate is a very sorrowful song. It's a funeral song. Can you imagine? Uh, they haven't died yet. They hadn't been taken into captivity yet. But he was commissioned by God to pronounce a funeral song over the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Man, what an assignment. And he was a shepherd. But you know what? Don't think that God can't use you. You know, everything doesn't always come from a particular person who may be considered a pastor, uh, a leader in the church, an evangelist, a minister, a preacher, or a teacher. It may not necessarily come from a person like that. And when God calls you to do something, uh, be ready to do it. And it could be something so devastating as a funeral song. So we're going to look at this. All right. So we are going to go to Amos chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 1. Then I'm going to go over to chapter 2. And then uh really going to spend some time in chapter 5. Because it really, really starts heating up uh, in chapter 5. So... Again, I'm going to go to uh, Amos chapter 3, and I am going to look at verse 1. Okay, so the Word of God says this. The words of Amos, who was among the sheep herders of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. Okay, so we got two kings involved. Now let's go to Amos chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 6 through 8. So, again, I'm in Amos chapter 2. Starting at verse 6, and I will go to verse 8. And the word of God says this. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel are four, four. I will not turn away its punishment, because they sell the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. Seven, they pant after the dust of the earth which is on the head of the poor, and pervert the way of the humble. A man and his father, 
go into the same girl to defile my holy name. Verse 8, they lie down by every altar on clothes taken in pledge and drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. My God, what an indictment. It kind of sounds almost like modern day. It says, because they sell the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals Mm, mm, mm. and pervert the way of the humble, a man and his father go into the same girl to defile. Foul my holy name, and they lie down by every altar on clothes taken in pledge, and drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. It's like, it takes your breath away, listening to that. And Amos did it. He was commanded by God. He was commissioned by God to tell them about themselves. This is a funeral song. And they're not even dead. They haven't been taken into captivity. But they're spiritually dead and separated from God. Can you imagine? These are mighty people. These are people who are serving as kings, serving in the highest places. These are God's people, if you will. These are the priests. These are people that are supposedly representing God. They weren't a people until God gave them their name. And God had been merciful to them. I think you need to listen to a few more verses out of uh, chapter 2. And then we'll get over to chapter 5. But I, I need you to get an understanding of what the climate was like. So let's continue. Verse 9. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was as strong as the oaks, yet I destroyed his fruit above and his roots beneath. 10. Also, it was I who brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. I raised up some of your sons as prophets, and some of your young men as Nazarites. It is not so, O you children of Israel, says the Lord. 12. But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink, and commanded the prophets, saying, Do not prophesy. 13. Behold, I am weighed down by you, as a cart full of sheaves in is weighed down. 14. Therefore, flight shall perish from the swift. 
The strong shall not strengthen his power, nor shall the mighty deliver himself. 15. He shall not stand who handles the bow. The swift of foot shall not escape, nor shall he who rides a horse deliver himself. 16. The most courageous men of might shall flee naked in that day, says the Lord. The Lord reminded them of who he is and what he's done. And there was no man that could have done what he did. Over and over and over again. So it would be no mistake in anyone's mind at that time who Amos was speaking to. And they knew what their forefathers had experienced. And God did it for them. And he was doing it for them still because that's who he is. Sometimes in our lives, we forget how God has showed up consistently in our lives and has delivered us and has loved us unconditionally more than we could possibly even love ourselves, has shown us great patience, mercy, and grace. Beyond anything we could imagine, let alone deserve. Now these were people who were believers. And this was what's being said about them. And it wasn't because it was a lie. Oh no, this was the truth. This is how they were carrying on. How can people that have been blessed so much sell righteousness for silver? That means there's no justice. You can't seek it amongst them. It doesn't exist because it's sold. And for a pair of sandals or a pair of shoes... They sell the poor. They oppress them. What kind of people who call themselves God people, God fearing people, could do that to poor people? Those are the ones who are seeking justice. Those were the ones that were coming asking those that were in charge to intervene on their behalf. And they were just destroyed. Lawlessness. In the halls of justice. No mercy. In the house of God. Governments. Corrupt. To the core. There was no serving the people. It was about crushing people. And for what? How much more money do you need? How much more power do you need? 
How long do you think that you can keep up with this perversion? And God not send someone to tell you it's over. How devastating to have a funeral song heard while you are alive. You're dead. You're done. You're finished. You will be destroyed. God is through. He was not putting up with it anymore. How much longer do you think in a season called now that you can do these type of things and God not answer? Oh, he will answer. The thing is, you probably won't be able to survive it. Who are you running from? And what shelter can you find from the Lord when you do these things and call yourself God's people? Let's go over to chapter 5. And let's look at it. A funeral song. Mm, mm, mm. Now, we are going to look at what be considered an imperative. An imperative is a statement that's all important, it's vital, it's crucial, it's essential. To given an authoritative, authoritative, excuse me, command, preemptory. You know, pre meaning before <laughs> the hand of God comes down. So warning. It's urgent. It's life and death. That's how urgent it is. This is what Amos has been charged with. It's amazing. When we look at what's going on here. So, let's get into it. We're going to Amos chapter 5. And verse 1 reads, Hear this word which I take up against you, a lamentation, O house of Israel. 2. The virgin of Israel has fallen. She will rise no more. She lies forsaken on her land. There is no one to raise her up. Three, for thus says the Lord God, the city that goes out by a thousand shall have a hundred left, and that which goes out by a hundred shall have ten left in the house of Israel. Now, watch what God does here. 
Verse 4, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live, but do not seek Bethel, nor enter Gilgal, nor pass over to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. 6. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like a fire in the house of Joseph and devour it, with no one to quench it in Bethel. You, verse 7, you who turn justice to wormwood and lay righteousness to rest in the earth. Verse 8, he made the Pleiades and Orion. He turned the shadow of death into morning and makes the day dark as night. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. 9. He rains ruin upon the strong. So that fury comes upon the fortress. 10. They hate the one who rebukes in the gate. And they abhor the one who speaks uprightly. 11. Therefore, because you tread down the poor and take grain tax from him, though you have built houses of huge stone, you shall not dwell in them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you shall not drink wine from them. Verse 12. For I know your manifold transgressions. And your mighty sins, afflicting the just and taking bribes, diverting the poor from justice at the gate. 13. Therefore the prudent kept silent at that time, for it is an evil time. 14. Seek good and not evil, that you may live so that the Lord God of hosts will be with you. As you have spoken. 15. Hate evil. Love good. Establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts. Will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Wow. Now. Just to give you a foretaste. Of what the day of the Lord is going to look like. I want to read. Verses 16. Through the end of. Amos chapter 5. It's important. That you hear it. And hear it well. Verse 16. Therefore the Lord of God of hosts. The Lord says this. There shall be wailing in all streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, they shall call the farmer to mourning, and skillful lamenters to wailing. 17. In all vineyards 
there shall be wailing. For I will pass through you, says the Lord. 18. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. For what good is the day of the Lord to you? It will be darkness and not light. 19. It will be as though a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. Or as though he went into the house, leaned his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him. 20. It's not the day of the Lord, darkness and not light. Is it not where very dark with no brightness in it? 21. I hate, I despise your feast days, and I do not savor your sacred assemblies. 22. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them. Nor will I regard your fattened peace offerings. 23. Take away from me the noise of your songs. For I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. 24. But let justice roll down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. 25. Did you offer me sacrifices and offering in the wilderness 40 years, O house of Israel? 26. You also carried Sikut, your king, and Chinkun, your idols, the star of your gods, which you made for yourselves. 27. Therefore, I will send you into captivity beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. My, my, my. He asked a very powerful question, he being God Almighty. In verse 18, Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord, for what good is the day of the Lord to you? Man, that's not very encouraging for those who think That they will be with the Lord. He says, what good is that day to you? Matter of fact, it says, whoa. Funeral song. He lets them hear a funeral song. What his fire and fury And they're not even dead. Oh. There's a spiritual separation. But it does not have to be permanent. Talked about wailing. It was going to be wailing everywhere. In verse 17, he says, I will pass through you. <laughs> we have to really start letting that sink in. 
because we cannot act like we don't know the actions that the Lord takes concerning how his people conduct themselves. Oh, there's a right way to worship God and it's a wrong way. And it got so bad when we look at verse 21 and he goes on to say how he says, I hate, I despise your feast days and I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Twenty-two, though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them. Nor will I regard your fattened peace offerings. Twenty-three says, take away from me the noise of your songs. For I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. And then it says, twenty-four. But let justice roll down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Some of you may be familiar with that. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King has used that in his speech. Let justice roll down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. It's God's justice. Dr. King was calling for this day. Mm, mm, mm. And many of us are not prepared. Many of us are not prepared. But he lets you in on something. When we go back to verse 14... And 15. He tells you. This is the call to repentance. This happened. This was a real event. They got taken into captivity. Many of those who got taken into captivity... From the northern kingdom. When captivity was over. There were so few of them. That they had to disguise themselves. So that they could make it back. To Jerusalem. To rebuild. Talked about a thousand. Then a thousand would be down to a hundred. Then a hundred would be down to ten. Yes. The northern kingdom. That was ten of the twelve tribes. It's all here. It's laid out. But let's look at verses 14 and 15 again. Verse, excuse me, verse 14 says, Seek good and not evil 
that you may live. So the Lord God of hosts will be with you. As you have spoken. 15. Hate evil. Love good. Establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord of God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Now, I want to share some Bible commentary with you. And I think we need to look at verse 13 so you can get a sense of how bad it is. And just bring this right to modern day. Verse 13 says, Therefore the prudent keep silent at that time, for it is an evil time. It says even the prudent Keep silent. Wow. What voices are we hearing at this time that are standing up? Who are sounding Like Amos. Who? Right now. Is coming. With this type of. Lamentation. Who's coming and singing a funeral song over the nation? Or is there silence? Something to ponder, something to think about. And look what God says in verse 12. For I know your manifold transgressions and your mighty sins afflicting the just and taking bribes, diverting the poor from justice at the gate. Definitely sounds like today's headlines. says afflicting the just and taking bribes diverting the poor from justice at the gate it's devastating 
absolutely devastating. And you know what's so devastating about it? It's true. It's true. It's true. I'm going to give you some commentary now. Concerning verse 12. Why does God put so much emphasis on the way we treat the poor and needy? Because... How we treat the poor reflects our true character. We know we can expect nothing in return. Do we, like Christ, give without thought or gain? We should treat the poor as we would like God to treat us. Here are eight common excuses for not helping the poor and needy. Number one, they don't deserve help. They got themselves into poverty. Let them get themselves out. Number two, God's call to help the poor applies to another time. Three, we don't know any people like this. Four, I have my own needs. Five, any money I give will be wasted, stolen, or spent. The poor will never see it. Six, I may become a victim myself. Seven, I don't know where to start, and I don't have time. Eight, my little bit won't make any difference. Instead of making lame excuses, ask what can we be, what can be done to help? Does your church have programs to help the needy? Could you volunteer to work with a community group that fights poverty? As one individual, you may not be able to accomplish much, but join with similarly motivated people and watch mountains begin to move. In reference to verse 15, the Bible commentary says this, If Israel were to sweep away the corrupt system of false accusations, bribery, and corruption, and were to instead that only just decisions be given, this would show their change of heart. We dare not read this passage lightly or write it off simply as encouragement to be good. It is a command to reform our own legal and social system. Verse 16, failure to honor the dead was considered horrible in Israel. So loud weeping was common at funerals. Paid mourners, usually women, cried and mourned loudly with diaries and eulogies. Amos said there would be so many funerals that there would be a shortage of professional mourners, so farmers would be called from the fields to help. Wow. Can you imagine? People, people, people. That is like mind-blowing. 
all this wailing. So many people. God is telling us how we can have a change of heart. See, when you look at the word seek in verse 14, that word in Hebrew means to turn. It's not to look for. It means turn to good and not evil so that you may live everybody's going to die in this life everybody but if you're a believer there's a place for you to be with God for you to fellowship with the Lord and Savior to the whole world, Jesus Christ. To be in the new Jerusalem that is spoke of in the book of Revelation. Because if you don't, why would you want the day of the Lord to come? It will do you no good because there's another place. Hell, it's a real place because heaven is a real place. And we make the decision as individuals as to how we want to live our lives. Choices, men and women of God. Have consequences. We've been talking about repentance for a while. It's not something to be taken lightly. God knows the difference between a Peter repentance and a Judas repentance. He will not be mocked. He knows our hearts. Repentance has to happen. It has to. So that you may live. Now, when we hear the word Bethel, And you break it down. B-E-T-H. One part. And then the E-L is another part. The E-L is L. That's pertaining to God. And the B-E-T-H. The Beth, if you will. And the Bethel. That's pertaining to the house. So it means the house of God. And we also mentioned the word Gilgal. And like Gilgal. And I want to 
bring that to your remembrance. And we can look at that in the book of Joshua. And we are going to go to Joshua chapter 4. And we're going to look at a few verses. So let's go to Joshua chapter 4. And let's look at verses 19 through 24. And the word of God says this. Verse 19. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. And they camped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. Verse 20. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan. Joshua set up in Gilgal. 21. Then he spoke to the children of Israel saying, When your children ask their fathers in times, in time to come, saying, What are these stones? 22. Then you shall let your children know saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. 23. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. And the Lord your God did so, excuse me, did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. 24. That all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. It was a place that represented 12 stones. It was the place that people left the wilderness from, crossed over the Jordan, and that's where they assembled. Those places now, when we're reading the book of Amos, had been perverted. They were divine places. Bethel, the house of God, and Gilgad. The people forgot about that. We have a caller. We're going to save the loss at all costs, and God bless you, and thank you for waiting. Hello? Hello, Sister Nina. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. This is Jessie. I was calling uh, for Nina. I think she's speaking right now. You're right, right. How are you? So nice to hear your voice. I hear you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I just want to call in and let you know that I'm listening, <laughs> and you are an inspiration, and I'm just glad to have you there being as inspirational as you are. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot yeah. to me, and yeah. uh, you, you'll be with me very soon. We're working on that, aren't we? Oh, yes, we're working on it. We're working on it, but you know, every day is a good day in the spirit when you can get it. Amen. Well, I receive that. I appreciate that. And I'm encouraged by you. And thank you. Yeah, I just want you to know that I've, I've done a little bit of research and I've, I've um, studied the work that you're doing. And you're doing wonderful work. And I just 
will certainly support you in any way that I'm able to. And I appreciate you being there. Well, I appreciate that, and I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. And God bless you, and give Sister Nancy my godly best. I sure will. She's been going through some trials herself, but uh, she's going to be all right, you know. The God takes care of his own. Amen. Well, we'll be sure and lift her up in prayer. We'll let her know that uh, I sincerely give her my godly best, and I will definitely lift her up in prayer. I'll certainly let her know that. Thank All you right. So well, thank you for calling in. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Brother Jesse. We appreciate that. It's always a blessing to know that uh, people are supporting the work of God, and uh, I, I, I'm excited about that. So uh, we were talking about Gilgal and uh, Bethel. And how these were sacred places to God and to God's people. Because it was a reminder to all the generations who God was, is, and forever will be, and what he does for his people. And we have to look at ourselves now. And where we're living. And how we're living. And how we're able to do what we're able to do. But a country. A people. Will be known. How they treat the poor. It's important. You know, here you have a people that God has given everything to. And it's not enough. What is going on in your life that you have no compassion? You're devoid of empathy. That you cannot even recognize people in need. That they become a burden to you. To the point where. Their condition. Is somehow bothering you. Well if you're that motivated. Then help. Is God not the source of all your blessings? If you give something, do you think God will not honor you? Do you think it's over for you? When has your cup dried up? When has giving caused you not to receive something from God? Why don't you put God to the test? Oh, he's a giver. That's what he does best. He gave us chance after chance after chance. He's the one that put his breath in us 
We didn't become a living soul until he breathed his breath into us. He's eternal. But he has standards. And what a man sow is what a man will reap. A funeral song, men and women of God, a funeral song. And we're not even dead. God charged his prophet to deliver it to both kingdoms. I pray in the name of Jesus that you heard something today. That you will take the word seriously. That you will understand that we have a wonderful gift right now available to us. And the gift called repentance. Take heed to what was said especially in Amos 5 verses 14 and 15. That's what we have to do. We love you. God bless you. And save the lost at all costs. Bye-bye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3358-52, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 3358-52, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.